seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farrag and welcome to Get to Know You Cafe. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you listeners on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Emily McGinnis and I discussed the question, how can we actively hear one another? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Joining us today on the Get to You Cafe is CQ from the previous week's episode. Welcome back, CQ. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. So happy to have you back. So earlier you were given the topic from last week's podcast to reflect. You've also listened to the episode. Prior to listening to the different responses, what are your thoughts on the discussion? Um, it was a really interesting conversation, actually. The actively hearing one another is, you know, it's something you would think is innate in all of us. It's a, a part of who we are, right? We We converse. That's how we learn that's how we communicate that i mean that's that's a big part of it and yet it's the actively part that i think is getting harder and harder um and you guys touched on a a lot of number of good points um i think for me just what i think is you know it, it really does get harder and harder with constantly being inundated with with information and stimulation and all these different things just coming at you every second of the day like it it really does get harder and harder to really connect. You know, I find myself doing it with my wife or my kid where, you know, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm at my, I'm in my phone and I have to remind myself like he want like he wants something. He wants to communicate with me. Even if it's something like, look at my blue car, like whatever it is, but be in the moment and not just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Car. Cool. Uh, but, but, you know, actively being in that moment. And so um, it's a good reminder for all of us and, and really a, a great thing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. That was really interesting. Or some of the you know different research that we both found and um, that we brought up there. And yeah, it's in, it's incredible um, how you know one of the points was that you know twenty five percent of people twenty five percent is what you retain from mm. what you're actually hearing. So that I thought that was like oh wow you know like I'm surprised it's that high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. get about 6%, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, I don't know. There's, there's something that's going wrong, I think, than going right. We, we, we've kind of, I don't know, we're not, we're not, we're not able to, uh, like, take in each other's presence. Mm-hmm. It's like we're in our own little world. Yeah. We're relying more and more on technology to do things for us, losing, you know, the the pride of, of having, you know, knowledge and, and things, you know, um, how many people can still drive a stick shift, you know, how many people can change a tire or change their oil, you know, how many people can remember more than three people's phone numbers, mm. uh, you know, all that stuff you kind of touched on in the episode, like there's just, everything is being more and more being done for us 
And, and there is definitely a positive to it, right? If there, if I don't have to remember phone numbers, that's, that's saving me some brain synapses to do something maybe more complex and, and sure. reserve space. But if you're filling that with, you know, pop culture trivia and, and, you know, what the Kardashians are up to, maybe you're not using that <laughs> to the best quality, to the best you could be using it. But, um, you know, it, it, there's definitely, I, I find myself challenging myself many a time where, you know, I go, uh, um, oh, what's the name of that actress from the movie? And I know I can just whip out my phone and get the answer, but like, I'll try as like, as a, as a, as a challenge to myself, like, Okay. Okay. They were in this. What's that name? And I, I try to force myself to use my brain more than my fingertips um, on occasion. Or, or you know, where did I? Where did I leave the thing? And instead of just randomly searching, like, okay, I was in this room. I went to this place. I touched this, and and try to use those that brain power um, because you know, like any muscle, if you don't use it, you're gonna lose it. You know, exactly, exactly. I like that. What you're touching on there, like, makes me think. You know, a lot of the time when I go traveling, I like to like, okay, I'll use my GPS to get somewhere, but then I won't use it on the way back. Mm. I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can remember, and I tend, I, I tend to I'm like, oh, okay, I remember this corner. Then we turned here. Then we did this, and I'm like. I know I can just use my GPS, but I'm going to actually get our way, make our way back to our hotel or wherever yeah, we went that's to. Impressive. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah, so I like I like doing things like that just to keep it going. But I don't even think it's just external. Like you can have all this information, all this knowledge, and all these things that you're reading or doing or watching or whatever. But I still there's something else that's preventing you from going. I'm going to be present with you right now when I'm talking mm. to you because it doesn't require you to do anything. That's right. Well, that's the thing, but there's so much less stimulation in that. For me to sit here and listen to you talk, like you said, requires so little to be actively present that we're used to a constant stream of of stimulation that like, okay, Mm. I'm like, oh, shiny thing. And I'm I'm already being pulled this way because that is more stimulation than, than what it requires. And not that the conversation isn't stimulating, but just that the you know, you have to keep the mouth quiet, ears open and focus is such a hard thing when we're just constantly used to all these things coming at us from every different angle. Um, it's almost like your brain's looking for something else to do while doing this, you know, and it's, and it's, it, it really is. It's sad that it's, it's having to become a skill to actively listen. Like that's, it shouldn't have to be a skill. It should be just something we can all do at a moment's notice, but uh, in an age where, like I said, you're just, man, just constant stream of of questions and answers and information and distractions and things that it's hard to just ignore all that, put all that aside and say, okay, it's just me and you right now. Let me lock into what you're saying. And uh, yeah, we, we, we need to, we need to, as a, as a culture, as a people, um, do that more. I think there'd be a lot less conflict and a lot less, you know, uh, uh, a lot less bad things across the board. I mean, obviously... You know, here in the states, we're in a, a, a political year, but there's there's a lot of dis- decisiveness. We're we're going through. Uh, obviously, racism has never been a has never not been an issue, but it it seems to be at a at a boiling point. Um, and so, in this day and age, more than anything, you know, we need to actively listen. And and for all the good that the internet does, and and that this this massive amount of information does, it also has done some harm. I feel in the sense that, you know, when you give everyone a voice, that's a great thing, 
but also not a great thing because you give everyone a voice, including the educated and uneducated and the, and the responsible and the irresponsible and the people that want to make positive changes and the people that want to send us back to the stone age. And so, you know, sometimes the, the anger, the hate, uh, the misinformation, all that is louder and more readily available than, 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 you know, the responsible voice, the, the caring voice, the people that want positive change. Um, and, and there's going to be people that use whatever, left, right, in the middle, up, down. They're going to use it for their own gain, you know. Um, and and it's, it's unfortunate, but it's something that we're, we're finding more and more and we have to be more aware of. And so something as simple as actively listening, you know, I might disagree with you and one, that's okay. <laughs> it seems to be like people just can't accept that that's okay to disagree. We can have opposing opinions. But if I can actively listen to you and actively really try to hear where you're coming from and understand your perspective, then even if we disagree, I get where you're coming from. And I respect your position. Um, but in this day and age, it's so easy to just kind of close the ears and just run the mouth. And yeah. and this is what I think, and that's all there is. And it's, I don't know, I, it, maybe being a, a veteran, maybe being somebody who's, you know, served this country, maybe somebody, I've traveled the world, I've been in other cultures and other countries, and I've learned to to be open and to accept, you know, I don't, I don't hate people in Iraq, I don't hate people in Afghanistan, like, they're just living their lives in their countries, and yeah, there's, there's bad people there, there's bad people everywhere. Have you, have you been anywhere? Like, there's bad people <laughs> everywhere. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't know, it, 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 a simple, a very simple microcosm of what I'm talking about is something as simple as like, are you a Marvel fan or are you a DC fan? Are you an mm -hmm. Xbox fan or are you a PlayStation fan? And something so stupid. And again, I'm a fan. I can say these are, these are really inconsequential, stupid things, but they can be talked about with such a passion and such a an anger and an animosity towards each other, you know, like Xbox, play. oh no, Xbox, play. Play. no, it's better. You're stupid. And this is your mother. And blah, blah, blah. it's like, dude, it's just, that's your personal preference. And that's okay. You can have that. It works for you. You can share what you like about it and you can share what you dislike about it. I'm an Xbox guy. And I can tell you that I had a PlayStation and I, I just, for me, it wasn't right because I don't know, the controller just never felt right in my hand and the games weren't the ones that I wanted to play. But it was a very powerful system, and it did all this cool stuff. And it was the first one to adopt Bluetooth or, or a, a, a Blu-ray technology. You know, I can see the positives and benefits, and I can see where people enjoy it. But it's not for me. I'm not going to hate on the guy that that's for him. In fact, yeah. I'll bust their balls and I'll make fun of them. But it's all in good fun. And if you could apply that to, you know, the world <laughs> and the bigger important issues there'd be a lot less strife and there'd be a lot, you know, people in Congress could, could come to consensus because like, Hey, I, I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, while I don't agree with that, you know, it's, it's, it's your decision and we're going to vote on it. And instead of all this, just yelling and arguing and fighting and you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. You, you like, because you don't support this, you must hate those people. And it's like, no, that's not how these things work. But no, um, they're they're like you know they're um, I guess targeting the individual instead of what the decision or the the yeah. you know like maybe you don't agree with that, but don't target the individual. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, um, it's 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 disappointing. It really is. But you know, it's kind of 
this is this is why we need more active listening. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of great points that you highlighted there. I wonder too, like, you know, some first things that came to mind is that, you know, our people who live like in the rainforests and, you know, tribes that are not really part of technology, you know, there's a lot of these tribes around the country, around the world. Mm-hmm. Like, are they, are they better at listening to one another in those small, in their communities and their like villages? They don't really have all these extra stimulus that we're bombarded yeah. with. So I, I don't know, that would be I, quite I, a, I think a curious so. study or something to find out. Yeah. I mean, and you, and you see, you know, when they talk about, I've, I've, you know, read like the uh, Aborigines and all, in all these, in these, in these cultures that are, you know, so that whole, um, the, what's the saying, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that they're all participating, you know, yes. it, it's not these, these micro families, like they're all in it together. And so you've got to assume active listening is a huge part of that in that they're communicating constantly and, and and leaning on each other constantly and, and building off of each other um, instead of tearing each other down and disagreeing and, and saying, you know, your hut's smaller than mine, so I know better. Like, it, yeah. It, there's none of that. Um, no, there isn't. You know, so. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It'd be like an interesting study to go into. Anyway, so now I guess we'll read some of the responses where some people shared, uh, well, shared their thoughts on certain, on um, made yeah. some points or shared some questions. So the first response is from Anna from Switzerland. This is what she said. That study that Emily mentioned that stated we only remember 25 to 50% of what we hear. It makes me think, were we better in the past and has it gotten worse? Yes. Next question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think so too. I I don't know. Yeah, it's true. But, but we don't know if we were better in the past, though. Right, right. I mean, it, you know, again, you know, better, worse. It's such a there's. It's a vague thing. Like, who's to say? You know, we're better now, right? Medicine, technology, access to information. Uh, you know, that was all supposed to bring us together as a world instead of like rip yeah. us apart and divide us. But but in the past, sure, we're, we're family units tighter. We're you know, but also you know, alcoholism and smoking was popular, and beating your wife was totally okay. And so it's like, well, were we better? Were we not? I mean, you know, we've made large strides in, in a lot of areas, and and you know, go back right with slavery, sexism. You know, women couldn't vote. You know, you couldn't drive. Like, so were we better back then? Maybe not. Um, but I do feel that if we're speaking specifically of communication, you know, I, I tend to think that maybe um, locally in our own circle, right, our family, our close friends, that communication was probably much tighter. But today I can, I, you know, I served in Italy for a number of years. I still communicate with friends from Italy and I can only do that because of technology. And I can, I couldn't do that. Back in the past, yeah, maybe write a letter and hear from them once or twice a year, maybe, uh, depending on how fast, if, if the postman survived the trip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, true. But so, so it, it's <laughs> yes and no. Honestly, you know, uh, there, there is definitely a lot of people that probably feel like, oh, we had it so much easier back then. And yeah, but you could have died of polio. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so sure. it's, it's give and take as far as, as where we've improved, but also, you know, what we've lost because of it. And, and I think that, the you know the closeness of uh, of the people around us we've maybe lost a bit versus you know gaining you know being able to communicate with that friend from overseas or, or whatnot we couldn't be doing this we couldn't be no, doing this right here right. if if not if we if we lived even ten years ago twenty years ago 
So, uh, you know, you gotta be careful what you, what you wish to go back to. <laughs> sure. Sure. I guess like relative to like just active listening, I'm yeah. thinking maybe we were probably better even like in separate though, maybe men were better at listening to other men and mm. women were better. Cause you know, there was that whole, I don't think men were listening to women yeah. back then. So maybe women were better in their own little women kind of community, actively mm. hearing kind of one another. And maybe the men were better at doing yeah, that, that tribalism, each other. You know? Yeah. Maybe that that's probably where it could possibly have been better. We don't know, but yeah, he raised some interesting points there. So the next response is from Pierre from Nice, France. This is what he said. This was such a great point where you mentioned repeating this thing that I remember instead of engaging in ideas and like maybe like as Emily pointed out, throwing in a quote in the conversation. Like it's so true, the point that you said that it takes kind of intentional will to engage with another person beyond the surface level. What did you think of that point when um, when we mentioned it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's spot on. I, I really, there's... Um... Yeah, it, it, it takes more <laughs> to do it today than I think in any time before now to, to, to stress that, you know, take a moment, listen to what's happening. I've, I've found myself doing it. I'll be honest. I'm not perfect where I'm having a conversation and I'm thinking, okay, I got to go get the thing. I gotta, okay, I gotta, later on, I got to. And then after the conversation, you go, I don't remember anything that was said in that conversation. I don't even mm. remember having the conversation. So, um, yeah, it definitely takes more willpower and strength to say, you know, I'm going to be active in this conversation. And I think for a lot of us, I'm sure it's like, you know, what am I getting out of this conversation? Should I pay attention? Because like, what am I going to get out of it? Um, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention now because I don't want to seem like an idiot, you know, <laughs> uh, but, but if this was a conversation with, with, with the missus and we're talking about what we're doing next week, maybe I'm in and out in my own head of like thinking about my own stuff. And so, um, yeah. You know, having that willpower and to say, like, look, I'm going to give you the same amount of attention as if I was on live broadcast television, you know, you know, I'm not going to be there like, oh, it's, you know, you're in the conversation. So, um, yeah, we, we have to, to try hard to, to have every conversation that way and, and give it the attention it deserves. Sure. I, I don't know. I feel like it's the opposite for me anyway, like where I feel like I kind of fall into it. And if I'm relaxed and I'm just like, I'm just going to be with this person and listen to them. It takes less work. It's just, I'm so relaxed. It takes less energy. Hmm. It takes less, uh, you know, focus. It's, I don't know. Like it's, it, I'm focused, but it's just, it's more natural and relaxing to pay yeah, attention. That's a, that's a great thing to have. Fully <laughs> to you. Yeah. I don't know. That, that works in the opposite uh, way for me. But I think, but also as people that, you know, we, we do a lot of interviews, I think too, that it becomes second nature. It's, it's a muscle you're, you're exercising. Sure. And so the more you do it, the better you get at it, the stronger you can, you know, be at it. Um, and I think that, uh, that puts people like us in a, in a special category because you have to be so intent to listen and you have to fall into that other person and really become one with what they're saying and, and use that because otherwise you're going to look, you're going to look like an idiot because I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, what were you saying? And like, aren't you interviewing me? You know? So um, there, there is that, but I also think it's just, you know, some people have more, um, I don't know, I don't want to say empathy, but just kind of that emotional uh, connection with people where you can easily, like as soon as they open their mouth, they're like, Oh, I'm all in. And it's just that, that emotional connection some people can can get attuned to. Um, it's something I've struggled with for a long time. Um, I had I had really severe social anxiety where if I was talking to somebody, I couldn't look them in the eyes. 
like I'd, I'd have to be looking away or everything and, and I could have a conversation, but I just, I had to like be somewhere else in the conversation. And it's so, it's not easy for everybody. And it's something that, um, yeah, like I, I work very hard to do and uh, not let affect me anymore. But um, yeah, you know, some people are just are, are better at it. But again, it's, it's a skill. You flex that muscle, you work out that muscle and, and you'll get better at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like though, like to me, when you, when we speak, uh, your engagement and, and your attention and even your voice, like, you know, <laughs> the other episode that we did together, I've listened to it a number of times because you did <laughs> grab me and you kind of are, you are attentive and you're present. So whatever you, you've obviously worked on that school quite a lot. So yeah. like it's, it's, it's evident in, in what you, you know, in, in how you speak and, and, and present yourself, which I love. And I love listening to you talk about different things and you're very, um, you have this kind of, soothing kind of way of communicating so yeah it's good whatever you're nourishing oh, it there yeah you're making me blush over here come on now. <laughs> i'm glad Tiki. i'm glad i'm not used to getting so many compliments come on <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a veteran man i'm used to being told I no no man and- <laughs> i'm not even just telling you this because you're talking to me but like i honestly genuinely feel that way i don't tell everybody Appreciate this it. okay um that other point in this what pierre raised here is like you know when people you know you have these kind of rehearsed things that you you have prepared when you've a topic arisen and i like how you know emily was saying that for people not to just bring out these prepared things they they have to like you know engage in like throwing ideas back and forth and people are too afraid to kind of you know start doing that like they're like okay i'm not going to throw this in what have they got to say and what other idea can come out of that what what other point is made raised where I'm not just regurgitating what I know. Instead, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's go with what they're saying and, and, and you know, see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, th- there's, there's always kind of like our canned responses for certain things, right? Like mm. at this point, I've been married uh, 14 going on 15 years soon. And when we're in a conversation with new people, we're like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Boom. My, me and my wife are in sync. Like, we can go back and forth re- retelling the story because it's it's a canned answer. It's something we've, it's almost, we've rehearsed it almost. You know what I mean? You, again, it's that muscle you flex that we're now just like, boom, it happened this and then that happened and blah, 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 blah. And so you're right to to be able to be so present in the moment that we don't fall on those canned answers and can, you know, genuinely, you know, reach in. I think um, as interviewers, uh, you have to, you know, you have to know that, um, if, oh, what was it like working on that book? Like people just have that canned answer. That's like, oh, it was challenging, but it was, you know, this, and I went through that. And to, to be able to elicit an emotional response is sometimes the easiest way to break through that. I do. I did an interview with, you know, pretty, pretty big director recently, Rod Lurie, who, who directed the movie, the outpost and is about this military battle that really happened. And so you know, these guys do the circuit. They do the promotional tour. They're used to, oh, what was it like working with this actor? And what was the hardest thing about shooting? And so while I did sprinkle in a few of those, because that's what the audience wants to hear, I also tried to hit emotional highs and lows and elicit a response. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, this is, this is, you're, you're paying tribute to the, the families that these, these are men that have fallen in battle and your, your show, like, you know, you have to think, uh, a spouse, a, a parent, a sibling are going to see the moment that their loved one died 
Obviously, it's a retelling of it. It's a, it's a, you know, but what does that mean to you emotionally to be able to, to show the last moments of this person's life, you know, and knowing that they're going to be seeing it. And, and that pulled from him, like, there's no canned answer there. There's like, he was just like, uh, oh, um, and that's when, you know, like, okay, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a, a real response from that because it didn't just come off the top of the head. Um, you know, what was, what was, you know, you asked what were the highs and lows of these things because everybody, you know, loves talking about their favorite thing. And, 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 and I think as a culture, we're not allowed to really complain. Like it's, it's hard to say anonymously, everybody loves to complain on the internet and things like that. <laughs> but in socially, there is, um, it's almost like an unwritten rule where like, don't complain, don't, don't be that guy. So when you give them the allowance, I, I was able to tell him like, oh, so, you know, what was the, what was the hardest thing about working to get this movie financed and these things and you're giving them the platform, like, okay, what sucked? And like, let's talk about that. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, you used to get very energetic (laughs) because you're allowing someone to kind of get that off their chest. And, um, and so that was, it was a really great interview. And, and, and afterwards he had even sent me a message and he goes, you know, like I said things on there. He's like, I've done a lot of press but I said things on there that I, I've never said anywhere else. And I, as an interviewer, I'm sure you feel like you're like, oh, my God, that was that's the best thing you could tell me. Like, yes. like that, that, that we really got to some good stuff. I had I had him for an hour and we ended up going for an hour and a half. And I felt so bad because I'm, like, I'm so sorry. We're, you know, we're going over. And but it was such a good interview and, and we were doing it. So I think that stuff is, is where, you know, you really want to get to the truth of it and avoiding yeah. like we were talking about the, the canned answer and the the immediate response. Cause we know that it's triggering your question triggers this thought. And I have this, and this is this, this answer has pleased people before. So that's the one I'm going to go to versus like in this situation, I'm listening to you and I want to answer your question the best way I can. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, Sorry, that was a very long-winded way to no, answer. <laughs> no, I like that. It was great. Yeah, and exactly. I completely, like, you know, understand, relate, and that feeling that he gave you, and that, that's exactly, like, what I try to do with, with myself as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to know you can you know, and you can tell that, you know, the thing is when people just listen to your voice and stuff, you know when it's an answer of something that's prepared oh, yeah. or said before. Just yeah. in the voice, the whole time, I, yeah. I said it before that that I, and, and I think I mean, we might have talked privately, but I said that, you know, you and it, talking with you has, has been one of the most fun because I have done, obviously I have my own show, so I talk a lot. And I have done other podcasts for, for a number of reasons in the military and, and, and disability and, and PTSD and all these different things. And while they're all good, I do feel like your questions made me really think and made me really challenge like what my, almost that, that can response, right? I know what was like being in the military, blah, 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 blah. What was like being injured, blah, 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 blah. And, and the questions you really came up really dived into more of the psychological and the emotional and these things that, that really made me on the spot come up with really thoughtful uh, answers. And, and uh, I, told, I think I told you after, I was like, that, that was phenomenal. That was amazing because I, I, I never get that. to, you know. Like dig, the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just changes. The whole dynamic just shifts completely. Like we need to create that within all of our conversations outside, just everywhere in all the interactions. So Absolutely. I'm so glad that I was able to do that with you. Like that means a lot to me. Thank you For so sure. much. So our last response is from Juan from Malaga, Spain. He said, the statement you re- you made that really stuck with me was that people check out because of the of unknowing or where the conversation will, would go or could go, they automatically check out. What did you think of that? 
that statement when we when we made it. And that's so true as well. Like it doesn't even, you know, you think people only check out when it's a superficial thing, but no. A lot of I've seen people check out when it's great and it's like deep and it's thing, but they will they will personally check out because they don't want to get into it. They don't sure. want to get into the conversation. Yeah, I think there's a number of reasons to check out, both both good and bad, right? Um if if it's eliciting a certain emotional response that they don't want to feel you know you can almost emotionally check out right if we're, if we're talking about you know, this situation you know you were in a really bad car wreck and, and you're talking about stuff and it's like oh man that's that's bringing up some anxiety that's bringing up some some stress and and so you have to emotionally check out that's you know good or bad however you want to see it um there is the very much the being distracted where we're just having a conversation could be as good or as bad as it is, but you know, oh, I just saw my phone vibrate. And so like, I'm already, I've already disconnected. We could have been having the best conversation, but you know, and it, as much as I love my watch, cause I get all of my information, it, you know, it buzzes my wrist every time. And no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to look down and see what, what it was because it's such a Pavlovian response, you know, and I'm like, huh, what? And so it doesn't matter how good, you know, of a connection we have a lot of times, if I'm going to do something like this, I'll even put myself into like uh, airplane mode or something like that, just because I know if I I've, I've done it on stage when I was performing comedy. Oh wow! I, I had an alert on my phone and I was in the middle of a joke. And I went like I took a pause, looked at my watch, and then realizing, <laughs> oh my god, I'm lo- like I am on stage talking, <laughs> and I just stopped to check my watch. Um, yeah. You know, so so there are those moments where it's almost uncontrollable. To, yeah, sure. To, you know, if, if I, you know, I'm at, I'm at home. If I hear a boom from upstairs, I'm gonna go. Wait, what was that? And if that, so there's certain parts of it where it's uncontrollable mm. that you can, you know, that you're gonna check out. Um, so it, it, there's definitely a gambit, but I think the most common is just I'm bored with this conversation, and I don't, I want to be polite, and I'm going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm doing the laundry in my head. I'm, I'm making my grocery shopping list and like all those things, like what I'm doing after this. And so um, I, I find myself, and this is being honest and introspective, when I check out, it's, it's I want to be interesting. I want to be uh, providing something to the conversation. So almost halfway through what you're saying, I'm already thinking about what my response is, right? And, and so because of that, I'm not you might change gears halfway through your sentence and I don't realize it. And I'm going to look like an idiot because I'm responding to that first part that you changed. Um, but you know, that it's very hard to force yourself to, to have that, that active listening that we were talking about so that I can give you the most honest response afterwards. But me trying to like, Oh, I don't, you know, as a showman, I don't want there to be dead air. I don't want, you know, I don't want to sound like, I don't know what I'm thinking about. I want to make sure I, I, I share a very, uh, a good nugget story for this, this question. And so I'm already processing that. And maybe that's taking away from that, um, that, you know, active listening, because I'm trying to outmaneuver the conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm doing two moves ahead. Um, and it's something that we need to, to, to work on it and be present in the conversation. So um, for me, that's my checkout is where I'm so into the conversation, I'm trying to get ahead of it. And so I'm, I'm checking out of what this sentence is because I'm at the next one. So I'm getting ahead. Um, so yeah, it's something that I work really hard on. So like, okay, listen all the way through, collect your thoughts, then respond. <laughs> 
Yeah, I completely get that. You just raised a very good point there. Like sometimes I find if somebody's talking and they and they got they mention this really great point and I can add to it and this great point and I can add to it and this great point, but they they've continued. Sometimes if they don't create a little pause space between the few points that they that they're making, I have a really great thing to add, and then I lo- uh, you could lose it, which I understand why. Like how your brain functions like that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like, well, should we kind of give each other the space? Let's kind of. I know it's like breaking up the the sentence almost, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. stop now. Do you have anything to say? No, not like that. But kind of give it, allow a space for somebody to kind of yeah. enter based on the the point that you raise. If you see them light up and they're like, oh, they're like they could. There's something that that came to their mind. Kind of yeah. allow that pause moment. It's so, it's true, the, especially as an interview. I think we both we both get this where you, you could be interviewing someone, and they can be making a ton of great points, but man, they'll run on for twenty minutes, and it's like I, I kind of a good interview, you know, should be eighty percent guest, twenty percent host, right? Because that you're giving them the space to to, to share, um, but there has to be a certain amount of give and take. It has to, you know, let me as the host. I'm thinking if, if I'm interviewing something, let me kind of lead the conversation. But a lot of times, you know, they'll answer the question and start like diverging off onto something else. And, you know, as the host, you kind of have to try to get them back, back in, in lane and, and things um, or let them go wild. I mean, depending on who it is. But um, yeah, that part of that is having that give and take. And so I, I get where the frustration where if I'm talking too long, I need to take a breath and let you take us where we need to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Well, this has been such an interesting conversation. And, you know, we hear all these different responses. People always make, raise different points or, or raise questions or, 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 you know, come up with different thoughts. And, and uh, it's nothing to do with intellect. It's more, you know, a lot to do with our experiences and environment. And we all have different thinking. And, and so it's great to kind of add to the conversation and open up a perspective so that we can gain like a clearer picture for ourselves. So we can develop our own clearer, clearer picture. So this has been a, such a, an, a beautiful extra discussion from our previous podcast so thank you so much cq i'm so glad that that you were able to join us again on this cafe discussion always no yeah anytime you want to have me on this is these are some of my favorite conversations so anytime you're always welcome to to utilize me call me and i'll, I'll be around oh that means so much to me thank you so much man Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrag. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me to post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.